of the things, so about six, six months ago or so, um, I kind of go through these seasons in my life where it's almost like every se- new season that I come into, there's a new thing that God is doing on the inside of me. And about six months ago now, um, I remember that I w- started to go through this process in my life where I was dealing with like a lot of frustration, that I was looking at situations in my life and things that were happening, and I was finding myself feeling crazy frustrated. Like, I wanted things to change, but things weren't changing, and I didn't necessarily know what to do. And I got really serious before the Lord to begin to ask him, like, God, what's happening right now? Um, because, you know, I'm the first one to, I'm super positive, and I'm the first person to tell you that God's got an amazing plan for your life, and things are good, and, you know, but I'm like, contradict, my life is contradicting my whole message, and I'm finding myself feeling a little bit frustrated, and so I go before the Lord, and I'm asking him, you know, Lord, what's going on? And the Lord begins to speak to me about this concept of standing in our authority, Okay, and you know, I love the songs that we sang tonight, and I love Mike's word because I really believe that as we're, we're stepping into this new season, I really believe that a main thing that God is doing in our life and as a body is that God is causing us, and I could say it like this He's forcing us to get to a place where we understand the authority that God has given to us. And sometimes I feel like it can be a frustrating thing, you know, that it's kind of like in Christian circles, you know, somebody will be going through something difficult and, you know, we, you know, we give them a nice pat on the back and we're like, yeah, I know all this is happening, but you're victorious, brother. You know, you know how there's like those things, we got those Christian words. And although it's the truth, I know that even for myself, I could find myself feeling so frustrated because it's like, uh, I, I don't want to just hear these right things anymore. I actually want to understand, how do I walk in my victory? I don't want you to just tell me that I can be victorious. I want to actually be victorious, right? Like, I want to have situations in my life happening that I'm watching change because I'm declaring the change happening in situations, okay? And so I find myself in this place where I'm like, Lord, what's happening? And he's talking to me about my authority because I believe that understanding our authority is our key. And I I apologize for that because we're always like, faith is the key and understanding grace is the key. (laughs) Tonight, understanding your authority is the key to breakthrough. Because let me tell you something, 2,000 years ago, Jesus did everything that we need him to do in order to win every battle that we're going to fight so that we can be victorious in every situation that we go into. Let me tell you something. There is, in God's perfect will for our life, there is never a moment that we would lose any battle. Guys over here, I got some good news. This is what I'm saying is that a thing that God is doing in our hearts right now is he's forcing us. And I believe this is what we're talking about on Tuesday and really believing for and contending for is to understand that I think we've been living in so much less than the fullness of what God has promised to us. That when I look at Jesus' life 2,000 years ago, I see an existence that looks 
may I say, very different than the way that I live. I'm reading stories about him doing things. You know, like I, I was reading on this story just the other day, and, you know, they go out into a boat, and they get into a boat, and all the disciples, they're in there, and Jesus is tired because he's been preaching all day long, and all of a sudden, they're in the middle of the ocean, and this crazy storm arises, okay? Now, you got to know that this storm was crazy because, you know, we, at least we know that like four or five of the disciples were fishermen. So they were used to like rough waters. So imagine like a rough and tough sailor, how bad the storm must have been. But Jesus is sitting in the front of the boat. He's asleep. He's absolutely not concerned with what is so concerning to the disciples that they think they're going to die. Let me tell you something, there is a victory that is on the inside of us that is resounding that there is never a moment that you were born yeah. to lose. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. <sighs> and what happened? We read through that story and Jesus simply stands up and says what? Peace. Peace. And what? This says the wind and the waves. The disciples said, you know, who is this man that even the wind and the waves obey him? Let me tell you something, insert your name there. Insert your name at that part in the scripture. Who is this man? Who is this woman that even the wind and the waves? Let me tell you, this is our right as Christians. This is our right as believers that situations, they have to line up with what we speak over them. Okay, and so this is really where I've been for the last little while is understanding this because sometimes we can complicate this concept of understanding our authority because we can think that we're fighting an opponent. I tell you something, this is one of the greatest things that I realized because sometimes we could think like, oh, you know, the devil is harassing me and these things are happening and oh, we're fighting. But I remember one day I woke up and I realized, wait a minute, like the devil isn't even my opponent. Okay, the Bible says that the enemy is already a defeated foe. He masquerades himself as this like, ooh, you better watch out for the devil. But I'm telling you something, he has absolutely no authority and no power in your life to cause anything negative to happen ever. You are on a, a playing ground that nobody else is on. Okay, and so as I realized this, I realized that the only fight the only battle that I ever have to engage in is one simple battle, and that is a battle to believe the word. Because the moment that I believe the word, now life, existence, everything that's around me has to obey the word that's on the inside of me. You see, this is what Jesus realized when he was sitting on the front of that boat, is he realized that the wind and the waves had to obey him because he knew the truth of what the word says, that he's been given all authority, that in the very beginning in the garden, that man was given authority over everything in this earth, and the result of it meant that that must mean that the wind and the waves have to obey me, and so all he does is stand up and say, peace, and what? It has to obey him. Let me tell you something, everything in this natural, physical world has to obey the word of the Lord. And so what do we do? We understand that I live in a place where I fight. I'm not fighting against the devil. I'm not fighting against the principalities and the rulers and the things and the system. I'm not fighting against any of those things. Jesus, 2,000 years ago, right? I mean, what's that song? He has never lost the battle. I'm, I'm going to lead worship one day. I mean, just. 
Let me tell you something. He's already won every battle that you are ever going to face. Our place, the thing that we fight for is to believe. You see, there is nothing that is more powerful here on this earth than you. I know that you maybe don't feel that way. I know that maybe you're sitting here thinking, you know, me? Like, I'm that powerful? Yes. The word of God on the inside of you makes you the most powerful entity here on this earth. And when you look in Jesus' life, there was nothing in the three years of ministry while he was here. There was nothing that had the ability to stand in opposition to him. It didn't matter if it was a storm, a sickness, somebody died, finances. There was nothing on this natural earth that had the ability to stand against someone who understands that they've been given all authority. And so we realize that our only opponent in that is ourself. And that's a little bit what I want to talk about tonight, is realizing that as we walk past this place, as we walk into this new place with the Lord, that it's an understanding that as I want things to change and as I continue to want things to, to move forward and happen in my life and as we get ready to have this meeting on Tuesday and as we release these prophetic words and sing these prophetic songs, it's like yes, yes, yes to all of those things. But I have to return back to this one core truth on the inside of me that says everything in my life is dependent on one thing and that one thing is what is it that I believe? Because I tell you, we can sing the songs and we can get hyped about it and we could do the thing and we could release the prayers and I could lay hands on you and we could jump and dance and you could sing and Sandy could flag over your head for a half an hour, but nothing is going to change until I step into a place and I say, from now on, this thing has to change. That I am no longer going to sit by and allow this thing to happen in my life. And whatever it looks like, whatever needs to change on the inside of me, I'm going to stand in this place until it changes. Because I tell you something, when you finally believe, when we finally believe, there is absolutely nothing that can stand against the word of God manifested through the life of a human being. And so what I fight so that I can believe. I heard, it was actually when we were gone um, at the Awaken the Dawn event, when we went to the church in the morning, the minister who was there was this younger guy, and he said this one thing, and basically I don't remember anything else that he said the whole time, because I was like raptured in this one moment. And he said this, that deception is a tool that a weaker opponent uses to attain victory against someone who's stronger. Oh man, I'm telling you, I love this. Because I realize that deception is a tool that a weaker opponent uses to attain victory against someone who's stronger. Wow. Let me tell you, the reason why the enemy so desperately tries to deceive you, you know, this is, oh God, it's like, you feel like your brain could just blow up right now. And it's like, it's over. Let me tell you, if the enemy was strong enough, let's get this. If the enemy was strong enough in your life to do anything against you, don't you think that he would already by now ended your life? Like, don't you think he would have made you go broke? You know, like, yes, maybe you've dealt with sickness or whatever, but let me tell you, if the devil had carte blanche and he was strong, just as strong as we were, he would have taken us all out a long time ago. But what? He doesn't have any authority over us at all. And so what does he do? He tries to deceive us to make us believe what? That we're less 
than the thing that God says that we are. He tries to steal what my identity so that I don't realize or that I stay stuck living small, not realizing the fullness of who I can be. You know, I've been loving my dad as he's been talking about this concept of superheroes. And it's been challenging me because I've always wanted to be a superhero. Like, who doesn't, really? Let's be honest now. But it's challenging me because I realize, wait a minute, that there is nothing, when, when, when the, the word of God is re- residing on the inside of a human being, there is literally nothing that's impossible. I tell you something, we won't be thinking about, you know, trying to get our bills paid at the end of the month. We're going to get to the place where we're going to be like, who's going to be the person who's going to fly first, right? No, nobody. I just want to fly, Okay. But let me tell you something, when we understand this, we understand, and this is what the Lord was speaking to me, is that sometimes we naturally settle for something that's so much less than the fullness of what God has for us. That we're wondering and hoping and wishing and we're not sure why things aren't happening when what we have to do is realize, wait a minute, the answer is already on the inside of me. The answer to the problem is already in me. The answer to fixing my sick body is already in me. Everything that I need in order to see success is already on the inside of me. You see, that's who we are. Jesus said, it was, he said, all, right, all authority has been given to me. And then he turns around and says, now I'm sending you. The same authority, the same power that lived on the inside of Jesus is living on the inside of us. So as I was talking to the Lord about this a couple of weeks ago, he began to talk to me about this concept of fear. Okay, and this is actually what we're going to do. We're going to do ultimate ministry at the end. I'm just hearing this right now uh, for fear. So if you have fear, just get ready. We're going to really, we're going to rock you. We're going to pray for you. No fear here. That's right. Because this, this is what I wrote down. Fear is evidence simply that I don't believe that God is going to fight this battle for me. Okay, sometimes we can be so ashamed of fear. You know, we don't want to talk about it, especially like as a guy. You know, guys are like that. You know, I'm terrified of snakes. Like today we were on a walk, and there was like this little snake. It was literally smaller than a worm. And it, it, it happened. My sister obviously flipped. You know, she's like, ah! And Jess. Uh, and, but honestly, can I be honest with you? My reaction on the inside of me was exactly the same, right? <laughs> Like, my dad's like, yo, how did Alex get weight on the street down there, right? Because I, like, bolted and ran down the street. But I tell you something, sometimes as human beings, we're ashamed of fear. But let me tell you something, the greatest tool the enemy has against us is to keep us stuck in the dark in our fear. He wants to make us feel like, oh, you know, if you let anybody know about this, oh, they're going to be so whatever, and you're never going to whatever, and it's always going to be whatever. I'll tell you something, all fear is, if we could break it down, it's simply that I just don't, I don't know, I don't trust that God is going to manifest. I just don't know if he's going to fight for me. And so what do we do so often? is now, because we don't know if God's going to fight for us, what do we do? We pick up our swords and we try to fight for ourselves, right? But the problem is, is that when we're trying to fight against something that the really, the problem is myself, Right? It's like you're kind of just like swinging. You know, you ever, you ever see that? Like those movies where like maybe a guy goes blind and he's trying to fight and he's just like swinging. And sometimes that's our problem is we're swinging our sword at what shadows, right? Nothing. 
And the enemy keeps us feeling stuck and afraid and fearful, swinging at things that don't exist when really the answer is already on the inside of us. That I have the authority to change these situations. And so what fear is simply evidence that I just don't believe. And so it's amazing because I feel like, you know, there are those times in life when it's like the enemy overplays his hand. And this is what I started to realize about fear stuff is that for a long time, I was afraid of fear. You know, I dealt with fear like so intensely. Okay, I tell a story all the time. I don't care anymore because I'm free. Uh, but like, okay, I'm afraid of snakes. That's true. Like Indiana Jones is afraid of snakes. so I'm in good company. Okay. But I was also like afraid of the dark until I was like 29, you know, like a couple of months ago. No, I'm just kidding. Until I was like 17, I was afraid of the dark. I dealt with fear of everything, okay? Like I was afraid of getting sick when I was totally healthy. Like I, I told a story, I was in Africa and I saw there was like a little red bump that got on one of my stretch marks and immediately the enemy told me that I had cancer, okay? And now I'm like freaking out in Africa and the one thing they tell you in Africa is definitely don't go to the hospitals, right? And so I'm thinking, this is it, it's over. I'm like contemplating cutting off my arm so that I, you know, it doesn't spread, okay? <laughs> But let me tell you something, sometimes what the enemy does to us is he gets us so caught in fear when it's, it's now all of a sudden I realize, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. It's like when the enemy makes me afraid of something, he overplays his hand. Yes, he does expose a vulnerability or a weakness in me, but I realize, wait a minute, now you've, you've given me direct, a direct path to my freedom to overcome. Maybe before I didn't know what to do, but now that I'm afraid, now, oh, you've just shone the light on something that I need truth about. You see what I'm saying? And so I feel like where we're standing right now is understanding just this place of saying that I'm no longer afraid of fear. I'm not afraid to be afraid because when I'm no longer afraid to be afraid, what now I can begin to see the truth on the inside of me. So often we try to, you know, I'm afraid of this and I'm afraid of this and I'm afraid of this. And what happens? Eventually we're just backed up into a corner somewhere so that we don't ever express the life that God has put on the inside of us. But what happens is when I realize, wait a minute, I don't have to be afraid of the fear. Now, on the inside of me, I'm telling you, like it's what I've been feeling lately. It's almost like, like I don't want to call it righteous anger. Because I'm not sure if, I, if I'm there yet. It might be anger, anger still. But I'm angry at the devil, right? So I think that makes it righteous. I don't know. But I'm telling you, there is a righteous anger that's rising up on the inside of me where I'm realizing, wait a minute, like enough is enough. Like I am, you know, like you could ask Danielle, like it's like every, every week that goes by that I don't see something happen, I wake up like 15 minutes earlier. Because I'm like, wait a minute, I just need you to know, devil, that the longer that you try to torment me with this, the stronger that I'm going to get. So, if, if, hey, if I wasn't getting enough when I woke up at 4.30, now I'm going to wake up at 4.15. And then I'm going to wake up at 4. Why? Because I'm angry that the enemy is trying to steal the life that God has placed on the inside of me. And I realize this one thing, that the answer is simple. All I have to do is believe. Every situation, every problem, I don't care if you've been dealing with the situation for five minutes or for 50 years. The answer is simple. All we have to do is believe. 
You see, instead now, when I see the fear, immediately I begin to fight against the doubt. When that thing happens, the enemy tries to lie to me or the thoughts rise up on the inside of me and I feel the fear rise up on the inside of me. Let me tell you, my response now is not that I give in to the fear, but I get busy fighting against the doubt. Being afraid of your fear is not going to change anything. What does change things is when we begin to go against the thing that we're so afraid of. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, there is an anointing here tonight to, to restore us. You know, it's like I remember this movie that I watched. You could actually close your eyes. I remember I watched this movie and I, I so identified with it for a little while. And it was where it was but of a, a boxer. And this boxer was on the top, and then it wasn't long before he found himself on the bottom. And his skill didn't change, his ability didn't change, but what happened was he became so discouraged. And because of that discouragement, it was like he just could never, he couldn't win, he couldn't fight. And tonight, I believe that what the Lord is doing is he is, his desire is to heal areas of our heart where it's like we've been pushing up against this wall for so long. And because we've been fighting the same fight and pushing against the same thing for so long, it's like we just have grown tired and weary. You know, I wanted to read and go through this scripture and I'm just going to read it and I'm going to prophesy this over you. This is what the Lord said to King Jehoshaphat. He said, this is what the Lord says to you. Do not... Do not be afraid or discouraged. of this vast army for the battle is not yours but God's tomorrow march down against them and you'll find them at the end of the gorge you will not fight this battle up your positions, stand firm, and see the deliverance of the Lord. Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged. Go out and face them, and the Lord will be with you. Father, tonight, Lord, we, we prophesy this over our lives that you are the God of the battle. You are the God of victory. It was never your intention 
that we would fight a single battle on our own. But you said, march out and see the salvation of the Lord. Lord, this evening we do that. We pick up, Lord, our weapons. We take our positions. We stand ready because we know, Father, that you are for us. And so what I want to do tonight is this, simple. If you can identify with that, you'd say there have been things that have happened in my life, walls that I have just been pushing up against, and I just don't feel like fighting them anymore. Maybe you'd even go so far as to say, I feel afraid. I'm going to open up the altars and invite you to come up here. And I believe that what the Lord has designed tonight is simple. He is going to restore our desire to stand in this place with him and see him win these battles.